Did you know there's Quiet Mind merchandise? This is something that I find really fun to create Quiet Mind shirts and merchandise. And I actually have a special sale right now where you can use the special link at quietmind.yoga slash new shirt to get the newest design that I made or any of my shirts. So you just go to that link and you search Quiet Mind and you'll see the new Sri Yantra design that I made. Uh, you can check it out on my Instagram right now if you want to see what it looks like at jeremy.quietmind. Uh, but this promo runs just for a limited time where you get $10 off any order of $30 or more. And you can use it for my clothing and get new yoga tank tops or uh, fall sweaters or any of the stuff on their website. Uh, but I've got a few different offerings there and I like designing shirts in my free time. So you can check those out at quietmind.yoga slash new shirt and get $10 off when you spend $30 or more. I'm super happy with them. They're all ethically sourced comfortable, sustainable. They last forever. I've washed one of my shirts maybe 50 plus times. It still looks as good as new. So I love their quality and uh, the materials are great and the clothes look great. So I think you'll really enjoy them if you check them out at quietmind.yoga slash new shirt. All right, and let's get into today's horoscope. My name is Jeremy Devins and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast with the weekly horoscope for November 2nd to November 9th, 2020. And this week, there's a couple of big events to look forward to, starting with Mercury going direct on Tuesday the 2nd, the 3rd, the second day of this week, uh, Tuesday the 3rd. So there's my Mercury being retrograde for you. And then we have Sun moving nakshatras on Friday the 6th into Vishaka nakshatra. And this weekend, on Saturday and Sunday, the moon is opposite of Saturn, so not the best time to uh, try to do too much. And really, this week is a great time to do things like restorative yoga, get acupuncture, get a massage, take a bath, go for a stroll, be a little more leisurely right now. But when we get to Friday, that's a great time to really move forward. And especially with Mercury going direct tomorrow, it's a great week to start to move forward on things, but not too fast because Mars is still retrograde for another week. And it's a good time while Mars is retrograde until the uh, 13th to review, reflect, revise, and look back on past projects. What goals did you have at the beginning of 2020, you know, seven years ago, back in January 2020? Did you have any New Year's resolutions or intentions or goals? Did anything kind of fall behind? This is a great time to review that stuff. And, oh, I was planning to do this with my business or planning to take this action or move in this direction, but I got kind of sidetracked with a bajillion things that have happened this year and that's okay and we have compassion for ourselves and just like in a yoga practice when life derails us and we lose our way we drift we get sidetracked we don't follow through on the things we wanted to that's all okay there's no judgment it's like when you fall out of a pose in a yoga class there's no judgment of oh you should have been able to do that or why can't you do that or it's just oh okay let's start over and try again and okay, what was working well about this pose? What worked well when you've done this pose in the past? And that's what Mars is teaching us right now by going retrograde, what Mercury has been teaching us by going retrograde. Where has your communication been ineffective? Where has your business been ineffective? If you have your own business or just work in business as an employee, 
Where has your communication been ineffective? How can you improve those things? The Mars going direct is the same, or Mercury going direct, again. <laughs> uh, blame it on the planets. So Mercury going direct tomorrow is also the election day. And the last time Mercury went direct on the election day, this was 2000, when there was big controversy and big debate about the election results. And we'll see that as well with this election. So it'll be big controversy, big dispute. And neither side, unfortunately, it's a two-party system in the U.S., as much as uh, we would like to say that it's not, but it really is a two-party system. And both sides are saying, you know, if we don't win, then we're going to, we're basically, we are going to win. There's not going to be any losing. So they're both going to contest this quite a bit. And there'll be a lot of confusion and miscommunication and, oh, they said this, they said that. That's that's Mercury going direct. So oftentimes when a planet changes, just like at the change of the seasons, as Ayurveda says, all diseases begin in the transition of the seasons. Because we are uh, sort of expunging the accumulated effects. So when we end the summer season, oftentimes people get sick or cold at the end of the summer going into the fall. So all that excess pitta of the summer is now being expunged from the body. And this is kind of what happens sometimes with the transits. With Mercury going retrograde now for the past three weeks, goes direct. And if you haven't felt the effects of it, had major delays, setbacks in your communication, miscommunications, having to restate things, re-clarify things, go back over contracts, uh, now is a time where those things might come up. So you want to be extra cautious with that. Or it could be, like for me, I uh, had an important business agreement that I forgot to sign a, a paperwork for. So I had to go back and it's like, oh, wow, how did I miss that? So Mercury retrograde is a good time for going back on those sort of things as well and saying like, oh, I made this mistake here. or I forgot to sign this contract or complete this deal here. Uh, so go back and finish those things that tie up those loose ends uh, before Tuesday or around Tuesday. So this week's a good time to do that. But again, in general, this whole month is a good time for keeping it a little less strenuous in your physical activity and just your general sort of workload, uh, the things you're committing to. Not a good month to take on a bunch of new projects and new commitments and start new things. But we do have uh, this weekend, the sun going into Vishaka Nakshatra. That's a great time for connecting to your purpose. So... The spiritual concept, the yoga philosophy of dharana applies really well with this. Dharana is about concentration. And of course, I covered this stuff a bit in the monthly horoscope for November. So if you haven't listened to this, go back, check it out. Go into some more detail on a lot of these things and the whole overview of the month. But more specifically this week, if you haven't done any sort of intention setting or any sort of ceremony, or writing down your intentions, and anything like this, it's a great time to do towards the end of this week and this weekend. So this is a good time for setting long-term intentions. And if you're going to do more strenuous, strong yoga practices, things like this, that's a good time to do that this weekend. And uh, be, be mindful of fanatical beliefs. So there's a tendency with this nakshatra and the sun there that you might feel your vitality and power by being in strong opposition to others. And with the election results pending, there's going to be this strong divisiveness that's 
being called out of all of us. And, and the more we pay attention to those things, the more you'll you'll notice that. So this can lead to fanatical beliefs and saying that I'm right, you're wrong. There's no discussion. There's no debate. It's just the way it is. Uh, and that is, of course, going to lead to major conflict and likely power struggles, protests, riots, things like this. So lay low this weekend and you might feel riled up by all this stuff. But with moon opposed Saturn, that puts a heavy restriction in general. So the moon likes to move. It's the mind, the emotions. It likes to keep moving through the signs quickly. But Saturn is very slow and heavy. It's a disciplinarian. It's patient and it brings restrictions on things. So the way we can bring the positive side out of this is cultivating patience, nurturing ourselves. The moon is about nurturing as well. And doing things slow, deliberate, mindful. That's Saturn. Uh, but if we feel uh, we want to try to control things, we want to be right, we want others to be wrong, we need things to go our way, can't control external circumstances. So the moon opposed Saturn is heavy and it just kind of bogs things down. And you might feel even depressed and sad and lonely at times this weekend, depending on where all your other placements are. It's going to affect everyone differently. But it's a good time this weekend to just lay low and try to avoid any major decisions if you can and avoid taking the bait of conflict and getting riled up about things that at this point are no longer in your control. If you voted for the candidate you wanted, great. And if they lose, then you can be proactive in local politics, community, whatever is going to actually create change can be involved in that, of course, and make the change that you want to see. And even better, be the change that you want to see in the world, as Gandhi says. And uh, But get involved in local politics. Get involved in the small steps you can take to make the difference that you want to see made in the world. Uh, but once the election results are in, you know, in the Electoral College and all that, it's like out of your control directly. Uh, so focus on what positive movements and choices can you make. And of course, if you're not involved or following politics at all, on a personal level, this is just a time to be more introspective and to take care of yourself and nurture yourself. So that was a quick overview for everybody and how things are affecting everybody in general. But now I'm going to go briefly based on your rising or moon sign in Vedic astrology, talk about where this might be showing up for you and specifically with this transit of the sun this Friday, making this a good week for you to focus your concentration and setting long-term intentions in this particular area of your life. Now I will be doing more, I will be doing more uh, sign by sign horoscopes like this inside of an offering that's coming very soon. So this is sort of a preview of what I'll be doing. Here on the free podcast, I'll still be doing the general overview for everybody. But if you want more detailed uh, guidance and support for your rising and moon sign, then I'll be offering that in a new thing coming up soon. So I'll have more details on that very shortly. But for today, looking at this week ahead, this is a great time for setting long-term intentions intentions and putting more attention on this particular area of your life depending on your rising and moon signs. So if you don't know your moon or rising sign, go to quietmindastrology.com and you'll see the chart calculator there. You need to know your time, date, and place of birth. If you're not sure about your time, 
then you cannot rely too much on your rising or moon sign. So you want to do your best to get your birth certificate or ask your parents to find your nearest rising, uh, your nearest birth time so you can get the right rising sign, right moon sign, because those things can change within a couple hours, sometimes within minutes, depending on what time you were born. So we want to get as close as we can, quietmindastrology.com to know your details, or you could schedule a reading there. If you do know your details and want more in-depth guidance, quietmindastrology.com is where you can schedule a reading. I do have availability now. So going into each sign, I'll go through each sign starting with Aries. So this transit of the sun is happening in your seventh house. So this is a great week to think about what you want in relationships. If you're an Aries moon or Aries rising sign, this applies. And this is a time to be careful of fanatical beliefs around relationships. Being too idealistic, expecting too much from your partner, that's unrealistic. You want to avoid burnout, avoid big conflicts with your partner. They might get on your nerves, you might see them, see all their flaws and differences, and your temper might get triggered by them. Cool that cooler heads prevail and do practices that help you cool and reset. Know that's a pitta excess issue, which you might tend towards as an Aries rising or moon. So cooling foods, cooling practices, restorative yoga, drinking cooling herbal teas, coconut water, these things like this can help uh, cooling soups. But overall, what do you want in a relationship? Where do you see the big picture of your relationship, whether you're in one or looking for one? Set clear intentions. You might even do some sort of ceremony for relationships of either sort of creating the space Nature abhors a vacuum. Create the space for a partner to come in. What do you need to let go of to allow that? Or in relationship, creating space to improve the relationship. What has, what have you gotten yourself into in your life that it's time to create some space and let those things go? And maybe it's some sort of judgments or conflict with a partner that it's time to let go of and forgive and move forward. Or maybe it's a part of yourself that you need to forgive and move forward. But overall, a uh, great time for setting intention for relationships, for Aries, Moon, or Rising. Taurus, Moon, or Rising sign. This is happening in your sixth house of health and wellness, your day-to-day -day activities. This is a great time for reviewing and going into what have you done when you're at your best health-wise. And what kind of healthy habits do you want to create in your day-to-day -day routine? So if you felt kind of stuck or stagnant in some way with your diet or exercise or health regime in general, this is a great time to revise that and set new intentions. How much weight do you want to gain or lose? Uh, what is your optimal diet like? What is your optimal health care routine like? Set clear intentions for this and focus on that. And be mindful of getting sort of sucked into, you know, this is the best diet, or this is the best way to live, or this is the best health program, or it has to be this way, or it can't be that way, right? That sort of uh, fanatical, divisive thinking uh, will likely not last for the long term. What will last is just slow, steady progress. Maybe you've had health issues that it's time to see a health professional about it, or uh, alternative medicine or care provider. Uh, this is a great time for finding your vitality in your day-to-day -day routines and in your day-to-day -day life. So beautifying your home and your environment. 
have you had fresh flowers out in your kitchen or dining room recently, right? Maybe it's a good time to uh, sort of liven things up or have nice things around you that feel harmonious and beautiful and just luxurious. Because tourists sometimes can like these really nice, high quality things, but maybe you've got some junk that's piled up, time to donate that. Uh, but focus on what you'd like. Maybe it's looking at architectural digest, getting some ideas or looking at these catalogs to get ideas of what do you want your day-to-day -day life to look like that would feel enlivening for you, beautiful and inspiring. It's a great time to focus on those things and set intentions around those areas. Gemini, rising or moon sign. The sun is having this transit in your fifth house. This represents your children, if you have them, auspiciousness, good fortune, good luck. So there is an energy that's here and available to you right now. This is one of the best places to have this transit happening, that anything is possible. And there's a big power in optimism and choice and freedom of saying, you know, this is what I want. And there's a lot of energy and support from the universe to support that to happen. So all you've got to do is decide what it is that you want, which can be difficult at times with your dual nature of Gemini of like, well, I could see that, I could see that, they both are valuable, and you know, this could work, that could work. Uh, it's up to you to just decide and say, you know, this would be really cool. And you could just go in that direction for three months, six months, and know that you can change it later. But where do you feel called towards in your life purpose, in your dharma? And if you're not sure about that, look to your 10th house, look to Jupiter, look to Saturn in your chart, look where your life trajectory is going in general, and where do you feel is just the one next step. It doesn't have to be all figured out right now, and it's okay if you change, change your mind later. But for now, what do you feel called towards, and what would you like your life to look like? Because so you've got just so much support from the universe right now to create what you want in this fifth house energy. It's the, the house of uh, sudden ups and downs and uh, speculative gains. So you could possibly invest in something that uh, is a great time to invest if you have the resources and ability to do that. There will be long-term gains from that. It's a very auspicious time. Uh, but it's slow and deliberate, but knowing those ups and downs will come and go. Uh, this is a great time for knowing that basically whatever you want, uh, you just got to decide what it is. And there's great support from the universe. So this is one of the best placements. So good for you and good luck with it. Uh, but just trust your intuition. So if you're not sure, you can do the pros and cons. You can kind of weigh things out. Uh, but whatever you want here is, is a lot of support for it. And it's got to be in alignment with your values. So think about uh, what is true for you, what is right for you, what is the trajectory of your life that you've been on, and what's one small next step in a direction that you feel inspired to go. And again, you can always change it, uh, but set a clear intention. Say, you know, for 30 days, I'm going to focus on uh, publishing this context. Fifth House also represents published works, published content. Maybe it's starting a blog, starting a YouTube channel or a podcast. Maybe even wanting to get more consistent in that, or if you already have it, uh, or some sort of output in the world. 
If it's your children, more quality time with your children or some sort of activity or special time with your children. So write it down, set the intention and know you've got a lot of support right now. For Cancer, Moon, and Ascendant, this is happening in your fourth house. Where do you want to live? What feels like home to you? What feels nourishing? How can you create more harmony and beauty and love in your home? Do you want to have more guests over? Do you want to have more social events at your home? Do you want to move to a different home? The topic of what is home, what is nourishing for you, is a high priority right now. And this is a great time to set intentions around anything to do with your home. If you've been wanting to uh, make a new space for an altar, maybe uh, build a new room in your house, maybe move to a different house, this is a great time for new uh, energy in your home life. Also with your relationship to your mother, what do you want your relationship to your mother to be like? Has it been strained? Could there be some new intentions to set in your relationship to your mother? Has it become uh, sort of one-sided? Right? Has Have you sort of felt divided from your mother? Like, oh, I think this way, she thinks that way. How can you find more harmony with your mother? Because Libra is there in your fourth house. And this is a great place to find more beauty, harmony, and connection and what's fair and right, not just for you, not just for her, but for both of you in your relationship. And you'll learn a lot about relationships through the relationship to the mother or being a mother yourself, if you are. So set intentions around this area of your life and avoid power struggles. The sun is debilitated when it's in Libra. So this is not the best time to uh, try to be right <laughs> rather than connected. How can you be connected rather than just being right in your relationships, but particularly in your relationship to your mother and the mother within you, the maternal energy within yourself, finding that connection rather than that need to be right. And set intentions of what you want your home to be like, what you want your relationship to your mother to be like. Do you want to be a mother if you're not already? When do you want to do that? When would be a good time to plan for that? Setting intentions around this area of your life. For Leo Ascendant or Moon Sign, this is happening in your third house. Now, the third house is your vitality, your willpower, short distance travels. And Sun and Libra here is debilitated, so you might feel this sort of indecision about should I go on this little trip or that thing, or um, this general willpower is not at its strongest right now. Your discipline, your direction, not at its best here, uh, but there is the sign exchange with Mercury and Venus, so it's not entirely bad. You do have some energy around these things, so that helps. Uh, but for now, setting intentions of, do you want to go on, do you want to be driving around town a lot or not? Uh, do you want to have a stronger discipline in your daily habits and routines? Have you feel, felt like you kind of lost your willpower and how can you sort of spark that and feel energized and inspired again? Set intentions around this. When the sun moves to Scorpio in a couple of weeks, uh, this will let up a bit. So you won't feel that 
sort of indecision, that wishy-washy feeling that can come up with your choices sometimes, um, and just not quite knowing which side to pick, uh, that will let up in a couple weeks if you've been feeling that. And now is a good time to set some intentions by the end of this week to say like, you know what, I'm going to go in this way and decide on this path. And you know, of course, you can you can change your mind later. That's okay. Uh, but the sun is your ruling planet of your ascendant or moon sign when you have uh, Leo rising. So you get a lot of vitality and energy right now through relationships. So that helps this make this a lot better in a lot of ways. Uh, but there is a bit of lack of clarity and indecision with your willpower. So when it moves in two weeks, you'll feel uh, this sort of grounding deeper into yourself and more centered and less of this sort of wishy-washiness. Uh, and your vitality will increase significantly because Mars rules Scorpio. When the sun's in Scorpio, it brings that Mars energy with your sun, which is your uh, rising sign ruler. So it gives this spark of vitality and energy in the middle of the month moving forward. But for now, just kind of lay low. Don't push yourself too hard. Know that it is a challenging time, uh, energetic-wise, energy-wise, and there will be that boost towards the middle of the month and moving forward. But now, set intentions. What do you want your day-to-day -day life to look like? Are you driving around town? Are you staying close to home? Are you working from home? Maybe you're going on more trips, right? Because you got areas in your ninth house of long distance travel. So you kind of feel like you find yourself when you go a little further out outside of the city on longer trips. Maybe you want to do that in the future, in the near future. Uh, but just know that it's not the highest energy time for you right now, but there will be that boost at the middle of the month. Virgo rising and or moon sign. You have this happening in your second house. The sun is in Libra, but it's moving into Vishaka Nakshatra. What do you want your diet to look like? How are your finances? Over this past couple weeks now, since sun moved into Libra, you've likely been thinking about these things of uh, improving your finances, improving your diet. What kind of foods are you eating? Are you eating sattvic foods, rajasic foods, or tamasic foods? All right, so we want to aim towards more sattva, more pure foods. Of course, natural fruits and vegetables, whole grains, uh, depending on your diet, whatever, you know, whatever preferences you have is totally fine. But knowing that this is a good time to set clear intentions with your diet uh, and your budget and your finances, which are often closely related. So are you eating out a lot? Maybe it's time to eat in a little more and focus more on sattvic foods. Have you become fanatical about your beliefs about diet? Like, oh, this is the best diet. I can only do it that way or this way. Right, even just sattvic foods, that can be a bit fanatical at times because sometimes we need that heavy tamasic quality or we need that spark of rajasic energy. Uh, but we do, you know, in all diets, want to tend towards sattva and pretty much all diets agree that uh, the more natural, less processed foods are the better. So this this shift now with Sun and Vishaka this weekend gives you this push and this energy to say, you know, this is what I want to create in my general day-to-day -day diet and, and how I want to manage my finances, my assets, which the second house represents. Set intention in these areas 
And if it's been really difficult to change these things, uh, you want to make it as easy as possible for yourself. So if you've been uh, having a trouble with the certain food, don't buy the food. Don't have it in the house. Replace it with something else. You've been having trouble with debts or spending money a certain way. Uh, change the habits as best you can. Maybe change your credit card info so it's not on your computer and easy to access. And you have to go through it's like 10 more steps just to purchase something with your credit card. Right, just make it more difficult to do the bad habits. Make it easier to do the positive habits and set intentions around what you want your life to look like financially and in your diet. Four... Libra rising. This is happening in your first house. Libra rising or moon. This is a great time to set new intentions for yourself, your dharana, your purpose. Uh, what do you want your life to look like? Who are you? Why are you here? What are you here to create? And how can you create that? And you want to be mindful about being too harsh on yourself, saying, oh, I have to be this person or that person. Uh, you don't. Right? With Libra, you can see all sides of everything. You can be very open-minded. But you can also be a bit indecisive at times and not sure. Like, oh, I can see that side and that side, similar to Gemini's. So you want to decide uh, which side you're going to go with. And when you're setting intentions, you know, you can always change them later and maybe decide, you know, that wasn't quite the way I wanted to go or that wasn't what I expected and change it again later. But for now, it is a good time to practice focusing on what really serves you, taking care of yourself and knowing that others will take care of themselves. And if we all start by prioritizing self-care first, then other care, then there's a lot less work for us all to do, right? And we can't control other people. We can't control whether or not they'll do that. But we can control what we choose to focus on and taking care of ourselves and taking care of our health and our vitality, our energy in general, what we want in life, uh, what makes us feel harmonious internally, and then the external world will reflect that and we'll create more outer harmony and more balance with others, more balance in relationships and find what's fair and right for everybody else. But it's got to start by ourselves first. So this is a great time for setting intentions for yourself. What do you want the rest of your year to look like? Maybe even the next year, right? but start small and set clear intentions of what you want your life to look and feel like. What feels harmonious and energizing and, and good for you? What music do you love? What essential oils do you like? What art do you want in your home? Right. So really just prioritizing what makes you feel vitality and alive and, and harmonious in yourself and find an inner peace and focus on that this weekend and set clear intentions, write it down. For Scorpio rising, this transit's happening in your 12th house. Now, there can be a loss of purpose, a loss of vitality and energy and direction. This is not the strongest placement for, in general, feeling strong vitality. Right? It, there could be a loss of something that brought you vitality and, and helped you feel energized and help you really feel like yourself. And that's okay, right? Losses are all part of our human experience, but you can decide what to make of that loss. What are you learning from that? What is the life lesson? How is this part of your purpose? 
write down your intention of what you want to make of where you're at, right? So knowing, okay, this is where I'm at. Now, what do I want to do from here? What do I want to create from here? And it might be, I'm just going to take it easy for a while. Just be easy on myself. When this moves on the 16th sun into Scorpio, you'll feel that big boost of energy. So it'll help alleviate the loss, the sadness, the pain of what might be happening in the sun and 12th house. Now for you, this might not be negative at all. Maybe it's a loss of a part of yourself that's no longer necessary, letting go of what no longer serves you. Maybe it's moving to foreign lands or working with people in a foreign land or studying foreign topics such as astrology or yoga, if that's foreign to you, depending where you're born. Uh, but also this could be just working long distance, working with international people all over the world and finding a vitality and energy and working online. So the 12th house can represent all of these things, can foreign lands, anything that's foreign to your childhood, uh, but it can also represent losses. Another thing is pleasures of the bed. So uh, this can also bring good energy into that in the sun. And Libra is actually pretty good in that sense of being a very fair and connected partner in your intimate relationships, being very connected to your partner. So if you've never explored tantric practices, uh, energetic work with your partner, like partner meditations, this can be a great way to channel this energy because really the 12th house is about moksha and liberation. And that's really the key to all this. It's liberation. When we lose something that no longer serves us, we're free. And that's saying like, you know what? You're not really this car or this house or this relationship. You're much bigger than that. And we're taking the universe is saying, I'm going to take this away from you. So you remember that. Now that could happen through sexual practices with a partner, right? Where you connect to something bigger than yourself. And they call the orgasm in uh, French, the tiny death, right? So there's this tiny death of the self and this uh, transcendence of the self almost. Right? And uh, for those of you watching on the video, there's the kitty who wants attention right now. Uh, so the 12th house can represent uh, this sort of loss of self, but also this loss of ego, ego death. So however it looks for you is going to depend on a million factors, including your own birth chart. So uh, we can look at that if you want to schedule a reading, but just know that this energy will shift on the 16th. And it's a good time right now to set intentions of what you want to make of this change or loss or this liberation that's happening in your life. Sagittarius rising. This is happening in your ninth or the 11th house, excuse me. Kitty distracted me. And your 11th house of gains, social networks. And the sun is in the 7th house. So not the strongest vitality and energy around gaining and increasing wealth or being social in your social circles or networks. Uh, and there can be some uh, loss of vitality from engaging in those things right now. So what you can do is choose to set intentions for what you want to create. What do you want your finances to look like? Are you focusing on building wealth or assets or acquiring assets? What do you want to do with the, what you've gained from your career? Are you always thinking in some ways like what's fair and right for my peers, my colleagues, my community? And this is a time with the sun here to show that it's not so strong. So your vitality around these things is not so strong. So what do you need? Maybe if you've been giving a lot to your peers and colleagues and friends and networks, 
It's time to receive a little bit. What do you need? What would help you feel more harmonious? Are you giving too much to these people? Are you giving too much to gain a few extra dollars on your paycheck? Right. What would be more uh, nurturing for you? Is it time to you know take a day off or take a little rest from work? Or to not engage in the drama and conflict at work? So it's a good time for setting intentions of what you want your social circles, your networks, your communities to look and feel like, and what you want to build with your wealth and assets. Do you want to invest? Do you want to buy property? Do you want to save? Uh, this is a time to decide and get clear on those things. And with Jupiter right now in your first house, just for two more weeks, there's this optimism and hope and this insight and wisdom that you have that you can tap into to make wise decisions with your finances and your communities. Capricorn rising, this is happening in your 10th house of career. So you may have felt a bit sapped for energy in your career right now and not at your best. Usually you're very hardworking and disciplined. Saturn's in your first house right now. So it's requiring a lot of you to be very hardworking and disciplined and patient in your life in general, all areas of your life. Of course, with everybody under the influence of this, with the lockdowns, with the Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn, very intense. But for you right now, what do you want in your career? How are you fulfilling your purpose in your career? Have you just kind of slipped into it just being a job? Or is it still like a passion? And finding balance in your work life and work life balance, and deciding, like, you know, maybe it's time to reevaluate those things a little bit. Maybe your home office has kind of become your whole entire home. So it's time to uh, have a little more separation because you've got areas in your fourth house of the home. So you feel like you're yourself at home and you can just kind of reconnect to your energy and recharge and be yourself at home. And then at work, you're thinking about, you know, what's going to be right and fair and just and try to be a just person and do what's fair and balanced at work. And you see the imbalances and you want to assess them. But now all of that stuff is just kind of mixed up in your home and your work all in the same place if you're working from home. But now is a sort of reset opportunity with the sun here, which isn't very strong. But the sun will be moving to Scorpio in a couple of weeks, which is your 11th house of gains. So you can expect an increase in your status at work in the next month. Of course, you've got to put in the work to that. do that. You can't just say it's going to happen and not, not do any work to create that. Uh, of course, in Saturn uh, ruling your first house, you do have the ability to do the hard work. But right now, it's a time of saying, you know, where have things gotten out of balance and out of hand? How can we restore balance and move forward from here? And... There's a good opportunity for a rise in status next month or starting in the middle of this month and rise in income and wealth from work and improvement of your social circles in general. But right now, it's about finding that balance again in your home work-life environment and deciding what you want to create in your career. What is your purpose? Write it down, set an intention. Maybe it's that I want to have this particular role Maybe I want to hire an employee for my, my own business. Maybe I want to get a promotion. 
what feels nourishing and supportive and harmonious and inspiring for you. Aquarius rising and moon. This is happening in your ninth house of teachers, travel, long distance travel, pilgrimages, religion, your gurus. This is a positive placement. And Sun in Libra is debilitated, so it's not at its strongest, but it is a good time with uh, Jupiter still in Sag right now in your 11th house of gains. If you haven't found a spiritual teacher, this is a good time to seek one out or find a spiritual path that really resonates with you. And if you've been wanting to go on trips or travel, this is a good time to set intentions around that. What do you want your travel life to look like? If you've gotten really attached to your beliefs and your ideals, with the Aquarius rising, you are very progressive in your ideals and thinking about the greater good for all of humanity. Notice if you've gotten fanatical and saying, you know, this is my way, I'm going to push everyone out and get anything, do anything I have to to support my vision and my direction. Uh, it's not the best time to do that. So if you've been feeling burned out on that stuff, take some rest and recharge a little bit. Take care of yourself. Uh, do some sort of restorative yoga practices, study tarot, astrology, get into all the eccentric stuff you're into. Uh, just kind of reset and recharge and reset away from the um, idealism and fanatical beliefs and needing to be right. Uh, so the ninth house can represent those things in itself, but with this transit especially so. So what do you want your traveling life to look like? What do you want to provide? How do you want to create your vision of the future? So you've got the imagination and the vision and the intention to do it. So it's sort of innate in you. So how do you want it to manifest? So what are some of the practical steps that you can start taking to create that vision? For Pisces rising and moon, this is happening in your eighth house. Eighth house is the occult, the mystical, the spiritual, things like astrology and yoga and meditation. And this is a great time for you to decide, you know, what do you want your spiritual practices to look like? Do you want to study astrology more? This whole month is a great time for learning and studying. If you've been wanting to take a course on astrology, I have a great course at quietmindastrology.com, but there's others out there too. Uh, you can get a book on astrology. I've recommended some great books in the past. Uh, but focus on the depths of your soul and your psyche. Like, who are you underneath all your layers? which can be really fun for you to dive into and explore as a Pisces rising. And the uh, general energy with this is, is about what's, what feels like an alignment and harmony, harmonious for you to explore in your spiritual path. Is there a teacher you liked working with in the past? Uh, it's Jupiter and Sag right now, it's a good time for connecting to those teachers uh, Venus is in your seventh house of relationships right now with the sign exchange with Mercury in the eighth house. So with your partner having some sort of spiritual practices, maybe tantric practices, uh, the eighth house energy is all about this sort of hidden, mysterious, secretive stuff like tantric practices, like uh, doing energy practices with your partner, like partner meditations, even sexual energy practices with your partner. And anything that's going to be more esoteric, hidden, occult, 
what do you want that part of your life to look like? This can also represent sudden ups and downs. So there can be sudden ups and downs with the partner and the finances of the partner and the shared resources of the partner. So be extra mindful of that stuff. Make sure not to make any rash decisions with the finances uh, and also with the family of the partner. But by, the sun is not as strongest in Libra. It's considered debilitated. So we might not feel like we can make the clearest decisions, especially in the eighth house where this is hidden parts of our psyche. So it's a little harder to see sometimes, but you being a Pisces rising, you understand the depths of things. You have this sort of knowledge uh, of the, the greater meaning of things in, in a lot of ways. And with Mars right now in Ravity in your first house, there is this sort of looking back of like reflection. Not the best time to take big actions, be ambitious or driven, but it is a good time to think back of, you know, what was I doing when I really felt nourished and inspired about life and vitality? And how can I shape my life to be focused a little more on those things? So that's the review of uh, this transit, the sun in Vishaka for all of the rising and moon signs. I hope you found this helpful. Again, you can schedule a reading at quietmindastrology.com. And uh, if you like this sign-by-sign -sign analysis, I'll have a special announcement coming soon about how I can offer that uh, for more transits coming up so you can kind of keep up with what's happening for you and how to best apply this stuff more specifically to you. Thank you for checking this out on YouTube or on podcasts, wherever you check it out. Subscribe, leave a review, share it with a friend, much appreciated. And check out my other podcast, the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast, where I give yoga practices that you can do to embody a lot of this stuff and uh, be more spiritually embodied. And also there's the Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. If you ever thought about being a yoga teacher, that's where I break down concepts from the yoga teacher training that I host on Zoom uh, with my quietmind.yoga website. So thanks for checking this out. Hope you have a great week and look forward to sharing more with you soon.